0: You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hi, this is Jesse with the Voluntary Vixens. I am doing a solo episode today, but I do have a guest, and his tag name on Instagram is called Too Savage for Status, and he was in Hong Kong during the protest, so I thought it would be a good idea to just interview him and get an idea of what it was like on the ground during the protests, especially during the PolyU siege. He was there for the very beginnings of it. So without further ado, let's just get this interview started. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. So today I have John here with me. Um, John, you were a medic, is that correct? Uh, out yeah, in, uh, in Hong Kong, um, can you kind of give us an idea of just some of the things that you were over there? Why you were over there in the first place, and some of the things that you were doing while you were over there.
1: So. My main job while I was in Hong Kong is to be a first aid. I was first aid to the frontline protesters there in Hong Kong. I also helped out the civilians um, w- whenever they got hit in the crossfire, which happened quite often. But my main job was essentially to um, treat all of the protesters that were injured in the protest movement. Mm-hmm. And I was just there to, you know, and I also was doing documentation press work while I was there.
0: Okay. All right. So um, you were mostly there, I guess, for then the protesters first line. Okay. And was this like through your school or through a church or was this just some friends of yours that got together and decided to do this?
1: No. So I did this. Myself. So this is something that over while I was studying, I decided I should be part of this. So I decided to go in and do it. Basically, just got my funds together and plan this all out. Okay. Went to Hong Kong to help the freedom fighters.
0: Okay, so what was it on your in your personal opinion that made you want to help these people out?
1: I mean, there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of protests going on right now all over the world, but I saw this one in Hong Kong is unique because there's because specifically these people are fighting for freedom. They've seen what it's like to be free. They are one of the freest nations on earth. Um, Hong Kong is mm-hmm. and so they know what it's like and they're seeing these rights that they have enjoyed for so long being stripped away um, being part of the fight to keep people's rights is something that I want to be a part of
0: right is there something I guess because you like you're saying there's protests going on everywhere Lebanon Santiago Chile Iran there's something about Hong Kong that really just drew you because of they they were a they were pretty much like one of the freest countries in that region, probably in the world. I would say they're probably freer than we are, <laughs> economically speaking. Or they they were.
1: Yeah, definitely freer than we are.
0: One of the things that I just I found interesting about the about them is that. And I contacted you about this because I have a friend that lives in Hong Kong. He's been in a, he's been a business owner over there and he's older, he's got kids and he's a family guy. So I don't know if that has something to do with it, but he has been posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram just about being against the protesters and kind of taking the side of the Chinese police. So that's why I started getting interested in this whole situation because of him, because I was amazed that he was taking the side of the Chinese police. What are your thoughts on people that like expatriates that live there and how they are viewing this whole thing?
1: So you're saying he was, he's an expat?
0: Yeah, he's an American that's living over there. He has a business that he started over there. Him and his wife are both expatriates. And he was I think the post I sent you just kind of get your thoughts on it, He was talking about pe- about students throwing bricks at Hong Kong citizens. And how I guess he was just saying that, you know, the police should be here because they're out of control. And, and then I saw a lot of posts, um, or a lot of comments after that, that were saying stuff that these students are just seeking attention. They're just wild. They, you know, they're not helping anything. And you seem to have a lot of thoughts about the expatriates or how Hong Kong citizens view expatriates during this time, or maybe just in general.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, the the people in Hong Kong see ex, the expatriates as naive and basically they call it the, the expat bubble because mm-hmm. they see the expatriates as in a bubble, like not with the reality of the people in Hong Kong. Right. But I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to offend him personally, but I've noticed a lot of the expats are against it, The most... Of the Hong Kong civilians are very for the protest. Like even if you see just barely, a lot of the Chinese state media was saying the Chinese or the the silent majority is against the protest against the protesters. Well, I mean they just had local elections and all of the candidates that were behind the protesters that were for the protesters won, and all of the ones and all of the candidates that were against the protest lost. So I think that shows which side the si- the silent majority is on.
0: Right. Right. Okay, well, that's one of the things is that kind of just blew my mind, I think, is I know this guy personally and he's normally pretty pro freedom. And that seemed a little bit out of character for him. So I don't know if he was maybe because he lives over there and he relies on his business over there that maybe he was saying this kind of stuff to kind of seem like he was playing, you know, playing ball or or maybe he really is just naive. I don't know. I think that a lot of people that my uh, I'll just say my husband is half Chinese. He's always wanted to go back to China and live there and bring and raise our kids in that in that culture and ever since you know China itself has just been kind of becoming more and more closed down. They're you know, they have this social currency system going on now with facial recognition cameras and I'm just not a, am <laughs> not really I I I just don't like the idea of that, but I was thinking maybe Hong Kong would be a good idea because they speak Cantonese. That's where his dad is from, or that's the language he speaks. You know, I was thinking we could at least do that maybe. (laughs) Now all this stuff is happening. So (laughs) I don't know if that will happen anytime soon. So I guess it's a little personal for me.
1: Overall, outside of the protest areas, Hong Kong is extremely safe, even though no one uses the police anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, no one like the police. The police are seen by the Hong Kong people as the enemies, So like, no one will use the police to report any crimes or anything. Even though they don't rely on the police anymore, it's still extremely safe in Hong Kong. As long as okay. you stay out of the protest areas, you're fine.
0: Right. I guess so. Let's kind of back up a little bit and let. Do you have? Can you kind of let the listeners know a little bit about like what started this whole thing? What started all the protests?
1: I mean. There was definitely the extradition act that was, like, the match that lit the flame. But, like, do you understand why the Hong Kongers, like, you have to understand the whole history behind everything, really. So mm-hmm. Hong Kong used to be a British colony. This is, like, way back when the 1800s, Britain went to war with China. And and the Brit- Britain won, in this, and they made a peace agreement saying that. Um, Britain can have this little fishing village that nobody in China cared about called Hong Kong, and that was the agreement for 99 years Britain would have (laughs) Hong Kong, but because essentially Britain left Hong Kong alone and they had free markets and all that, especially towards the end of the British rule of Hong Kong, um, they went from, I mean, they went from this little fishing village to um, the financial center, one of the biggest financial centers in the world. Right. All, I mean, and so 99 years was up and Britain, so by contract, Britain was forced to give Hong Kong back to China.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So from there, the, the Britain and China made an agreement saying that they would be together, that Hong Kong would be basically independent of China. They would be, St- they'd have their own government separate from China for 50 years, and China originally agreed to the, agreed to it, and people were happy with this because the people of Hong Kong were happy with this because they got their own, independent government, all that, until 2003 hit. Mm-hmm. Article 23 was tried was tried to pass through legislative. And Article 23 was essentially essentially said that if you criticize the Chinese government, you can be imprisoned, just like how it is in China.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And but it didn't pass. But I think that was really a bombshell for the people in Hong Kong. They realized, like, what would the realities of what's going to be like living under this tyrannical rule under the CCP? So that's when resentment really just started boiling from there. Because now, like, people. People see the CCP, which is the Chinese Communist Party, as this dictatorship essentially that don't that they don't care about human rights, right? And so that just resentment just kind of boiled up and boiled up. And in 2014, the umbrella the umbrella movement happened. It was a series of peaceful protests that ended after the leaders were arrested, like Joshua Wong. All of that that was a little, but and then up until 2019. Care, um, Carrie Lam and the legislative tried to pass an extradition act, which said that um, basically China could extradite people from Hong Kong into China and, and put them through China's legal system. But mm-hmm. the people don't trust China in Hong Kong at all. Like they, right. They understand the horror, the horror stories of the Chinese legal system, right? And so. They, They wanted no part of that, and so protests just started popping up. One of the first major protests, one million people showed up. Next protest, two million people showed up. And that's like 25% of the Hong Kong population, which is the largest by proportion in human history. Mm -hmm. Third protest, 1.7 million people showed up. Just these crazy numbers. And it just kind of went from there.
0: I think it's amazing, really. In America, like we have the pussy hat <laughs> protests and, and stupid little marches like that over rights that we that we already have, and these and it no one's willing to die for anything. And you know what I mean? Like all yeah. our protests in America, no one's willing to die for those causes. Let's just face it. But these yeah. kids are putting themselves. I mean, they're putting themselves in major harm's way. Um, oh yeah. And I've I've actually listened to some of their um, some other interviews that um, on some other uh, I think it was another um, documentarian he was interviewing them and they were saying things like we're we're willing to die we we don't want to live under China's rule and we will die before that happens that just really yeah. and you it's you know it's just crazy and these are like college kids yeah. I mean, they haven't even begun to live, and they're already, you know, ready to to die for freedom. And here in this country, where I feel like we're we're ready, to, we have a whole subset of people that are willing to just give all the rights away to government. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> definitely a completely different world here in America and in Hong Kong.
0: Oh yeah, I'm pretty inspired by them. So whenever I, I guess I, whenever I hear somebody saying what they're doing is stupid and not and not the right thing, it just You know, it just um, it blows my mind how Americans can see what they're doing and not think that that's brave.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Chinese media has definitely done a lot to stir the pot. Like, I mean, I don't know if you heard about the 50 cent army and China has an army of of Internet trolls that go around commenting under any single post that has anything to do with Hong Kong related, basically saying the rioters are terrorists, yada, 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 all that. And they yeah. get fifty cents every time they post a comment or anything like that.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Now I heard you in another interview talking about the the cops doing things like you know dressing as protesters and hiding in ambulances and other things like that. Is there anything? Are, are there other things I just kind of missed in that? Um, that they've that they've been just dirty tricks that they've been pulling.
1: I mean, the, the police are definitely very brutal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, fr- from what I've seen, they really are brutal.
0: Now, tell me a little bit about some of their tactics. Like, we've talked about um, the them hiding as protesters and hiding in ambulances, but, I mean, there's reports that are using, like, live ammunition on these protesters.
1: It rarely ever happens. I'm not sure if it's restraint or they're a fate of bad PR, but they definitely rarely ever resort to live ammunition. Mm -hmm. Most of the times they resort to tear gas, which they've started using tear gas canisters as live bullets. Oh, like you're supposed to shoot tear gas canisters like by the crowd, not in the crowd. Mm -hmm. They'll shoot the canister. They'll, they'll basically aim directly at the protesters and it will hit them. And like, the tear gas canisters melt through cement, so...
0: Ooh, so you're dealing... So when you were doing some of your... You're dealing with burns.
1: Yeah, major burns.
0: Oh, my God. Now, I also was hearing that some of these people that were providing medic care to these protesters were being arrested or prevented from providing care, too.
1: I mean, it, it's illegal to be a medic at the at these protests.
0: Oh, we- okay, okay.
1: I mean, if they if they decide to arrest you, you'll get the same punishment as the protesters.
0: Even you would, like they would take you away. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what what is the uh, sentence for protesting?
1: Um, ten years in prison.
0: And there's no like wiggle room. You know how we say t- it's up to ten years, but.
1: I mean, I mean, I guess it is up to ten, but. Okay. I mean, I would say most of the people that did get charged got all ten years that I've heard.
0: Oh no. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're a Chinese or a Hong Kong citizen or a foreigner, you are going to get arrested and, and treated the same.
1: Yeah. You're going to get treated the same. Oh,
0: gosh. That is ridiculous. See, I'm a nurse, so I can't even imagine not being, like, somebody trying to keep me from taking care of a patient. Like, that just baffles my mind.
1: Yeah. The the, the, the police will do everything to stop the medics from treating the people they injure. <sighs>
0: That's ridiculous. So wait, so even if like the ambulances come and pick them up, the a- the ambulance driver could get in trouble.
1: No, not the ambulance driver. Paramedics are fine.
0: Okay. Okay. So just anybody who's like behind the lines that's trying to just provide first aid type yeah. of stuff. Okay. Another thing that you mentioned in another interview was the five demands.
1: Yeah, the five demands. Um, usually that, that is their main like rallying cry. That is what they want. Five, let's say When you go to these protests, you'll hear them scream, five demands, not one less, five demands, not one less. But they'll usually be yelling that in Cantonese. Mm-hmm. The five demands is one, restraw the extradition act, which did happen. The That's second nice. is you do an inquiry into police brutality, which has not happened.
0: The third yeah. demand
1: is um, reclassify the peaceful protests. I mean, that were, there was peaceful protests that were classified as riots declassify classify them back as protests, release the protesters from prison, mm-hmm. and the fifth demand is universal suffrage, which is, like, the main demand, really, now. Mm-hmm. And so these are the five demands, and they won't stop until all five demands are met.
0: Okay, so in in Hong Kong, they don't have universal suffrage? Like, I, I guess I don't understand.
1: In, in Hong Kong... Um, the Chinese government chooses with their president, the chief oh, executive, and they okay. choose almost everyone in their Congress, their legislative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So basically, the Chi- the Hong Kong government is a puppet of the Chinese government.
0: Are they having elections soon? Or have they already had elections?
1: They just have local elections. like, And we were talking about the silent majority earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were saying how the, how the silent majority... Are backing the protesters as they showed on the polls. Yeah, local election. So they're able to choose their local leaders, which mm-hmm. is like I mean, Hong Kong is separated into like districts, like like just how the New York is separated to Manchester, the Bronx, whatever, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hong Kong is separated into eighteen different districts, and there's different political leaders for each district. and okay. so they were voting. They were voting for those elected officials.
0: So, I guess. They've got one of their demands may, met right now, so they're yes. just waiting on the four. Do you how? I mean, do you think that there's a good chance that they're going to get all those demands met?
1: I mean, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if they don't, this is going to majorly hurt the Chinese economy. But because all all foreign all foreign investment into China goes through Hong Kong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so basically, this is like. This is the way China gets their money. And so if Hong Kong falls, so does China because they lost their source of funding. So Hong Kong really has that to hold China against their will. But I don't know if China will back down like that. Right. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Well, what are some of the things that um, the protesters – uh, besides the five demands, what are some of the things that the protesters have said, at least to you, that they would like America or the Westerners to do to help them?
1: I mean, they definitely wanted the, the Human Rights and Democracy Act passed, which just came through the House and the Senate, which is why you see them wave. The, I mean, that's one of the reasons why you see them wave the American flag at these protests. Mm-hmm. Um, the Human Rights and Democracy Act basically, is, it does a few things. It says, like, basically, the State Department will monitor whether Hong Kong is, what is independent enough from China as made by the Chinese agreement with Hong Kong. And if it's not, America will place sanctions against the Chinese. And they, they also banned all X I mean, America was providing riot gear to the riot police in Hong Kong, and the bill basically banned that.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> we don't need to give the cops anymore. They have already. Yeah. So, um, and then just like, you know, one of the things I was just, you know, curious about, because I was talking about this with um, some people today, because um, it does seem like they are signaling a lot to America when you're looking at a lot of the pictures coming out. A lot of the um, signs are in English um, and some of the chants are in English, Uh, I mean, I just see a lot of uh, it seems like they're really trying to reach out to America in a lot of different ways. The average American, I'm just wondering, like, what what do we do? Do we just keep trying to put out the truth? Like what's really going on over there?
1: Yeah. I mean, essentially, yeah. Keep putting out the truth. Keep saying what's happening in the news about Hong Kong. I mean, the Human Rights and Democracy Act. Hopefully Trump um, signs the bill. Mm -hmm. that's that's the next person needs to go it needs to go through and like you can also donate to the spark alliance or just the different different charities that are going to hong kong they're really just trying to get the world behind hong kong which will like deter china from doing anything to hong kong they want as many countries behind the protesters as possible because they want that as a deterrent from China doing anything to the Hong Kong protesters basically using other countries as a shield
0: yeah well I think that a lot of the world really depends on Hong Kong's success really monetarily wise China is not the only one that relies on them to do well but it would be nice if Donald Trump would (laughs) that would be actually that would be kind of a big deal to let refugees from Hong Kong come here to get away if, if things get really bad uh, i think it would actually help him a lot because he he's comes off as though he hates immigrants and refugees and what better way to you know prove people wrong than by letting these people come and get you know safe what are some other things that they want to get out like to the rest of the world These protesters
1: what, what what do they want the rest of the world to know
0: yeah i mean i think that Honestly, I think that a lot of um, a lot of our like media here in America, we just don't really know it's really what the protests are about, and I don't think that we really understand how bad the Chinese government has gotten unless you really look into it.
1: I was going to I was going to say the, the the main thing that protesters want people to know is like once they once the, if China like is willing to take down Hong Kong, they're willing to go against they're willing to go to, against taiwan next and the south china sea and mm-hmm. further and further around the graphs and then and then africa and then australia basically just saying like if you let if you let china do this china will try to take over the world
0: okay they really think that that i don't think that people think that that's a possibility like we don't think that they really want that
1: i mean maybe not the chinese people but the chinese government is Mm-hmm. doing what they can. I mean slow very very slowly they're buying up all of the countries in Africa
0: and and,
1: yeah. and, and Latin America.
0: I knew about Africa.
1: <laughs> I mean trying to take over the government in Australia. Really? Push yeah, I mean push um like they they've had Chinese agents that that they've tried to get into the top levels of Australian power.
0: Crazy! I did not know that.
1: And like you know, I would say pushing. They want the South China Sea. They they want that because they have they have if they have Taiwan and South China Sea, Xi, um. So much goes through that sea that
0: it mm-hmm. would really
1: establish the power of Hong Kong. I mean, sorry, of China, not Hong Kong. Establish <laughs> the power of China.
0: Right now, you are in. The beginning parts of like the PolyU whole siege that was going on there. Can you kind of give us an idea of just how it how it just led to that whole thing? I mean, I know that there were protests going on all throughout the summer, basically, but how did it end up t- being where these kids were just stuck inside this university and couldn't get out?
1: Um, I don't know exactly why they chose the universities. I know that police were getting search warrants to search through protesters' dorms to like have proof that they were at the protest Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the a lot of the protesters lived there so that's like a convenient spot to start fortifying and taking territory just like basically where they live and so protesters basically just fortified like fortified it completely I don't know if you saw on my Instagram stories I was touring the different defenses they had and like they just like had it layers upon layers of barricades and barricades yeah. going on for like miles in every direction around the university right and yeah they they basically barricaded themselves in there and at poli U, when i when I got there, they started rolling in armored vehicles and water cannons, which the water cannons is, is also an armored vehicle mm-hmm. and then they just like would start they basically just started trying to seize the the university they just had ranks of police officers behind the water cannons the water camp would come up to the university they would just get hit with hundreds of molotovs and they would go back i mean hundreds of bricks and molotovs and then they would try to push forward throwing and the protesters would but they just held the line like they were all there like just lines of protesters holding up their umbrellas Mm -hmm. The protesters behind them throwing bricks and molotovs at the armored vehicles and, uh, and water tanks and that was in the front end just yeah i don't know the amount of bravery that you have to have to just have nothing but an umbrella wall you're being splashed with pep with pepper spray water which like a w- water cannon normally it can knock you over and break bones and such like yeah. it's it's a nasty amount of force but to top that off with Pe- with it not being water but pepper spray
0: oh god
1: on top of that having blue dye making it that's that's very hard to get off your skin mm-hmm. so that they can arrest you later if they see any blue dye on you it's real it's really nasty I don't, I don't know how the protesters can sit there and just take that much burning on their skin
0: yeah it sounds like that would be that sounds like the mate the biggest aside from just like abrasions and cuts and things like that you're probably dealing with a lot of chemical burns that you have to treat so I can only imagine
1: Most mostly tear gas is what I do, is what I deal with cuz they they use as much tear gas as they can any chance they get
0: Yeah gosh so you're t- you're um, having to flush people's eyes and, and now the yeah. tear gas was this a different type of tear gas than what what we use here in the in the states, like what our cops use
1: um I mean it's still c s gas but like it is nastier overall mm mm-hmm. like i I don't know what happened, but after we left Holly u, it got to the point where there was dangerous levels of cyanide in the air wow i and i'm I'm pretty sure that was from the tear gas
0: gosh, oh God. That's kind of where you were. Like you left pretty soon after you escaped from Polly U, right?
1: Yeah, I went home. I okay. went home the next day.
0: <laughs> okay, um, was that was that just because it was the end of your the time that you had set aside for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I already bought the I already bought the ticket home. So okay. I wish I stayed a few days longer because then I could have been there for the whole thing. But I mean, yeah, I just left the next day.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that was pretty much most of the questions that I had about that. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything you just wanted to say on their behalf?
1: Um, I would say that they're, they definitely need as, like, as much support as they can get, even silent or, I mean, not silent, but just like making posts about it. As much support as they can get, the better, because, I mean, the more that China sees that the world is on Hong Kong's side, the more likely that Hong Kong is going to get their Mm. demands met and so so people need as much people as possible need to show their support for the Hong Kong protesters
0: thanks for talking to me John I appreciate it
1: all right thanks for having me on
0: all right that was my interview with John from Instagram (laughs) protester medic in Hong Kong if you want to follow us on Instagram we're at voluntary vixens we are on Twitter at vixens voluntary we do a little bit of stuff on Facebook at Voluntary Vixens, but we're not quite as active on there as we are on Instagram. We also have a Patreon, which is Vixens underscore Voluntary. So if you want to help us out, just let us know. And I'm going to try to put in the show notes pages, some of the organizations that we can donate to, to help these Hong Kong protesters. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, like Maddie always says, just keep it voluntary. (laughs) Sorry. Scratch that. Keep it sane, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. Mm